0: Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit Headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco, at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265. Or download our trifecta fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes.
1: Specializing in metal parts, machining, and fabrication since 1960, Girding Enterprises has excelled in the machining process. A truly American company, Girding Enterprises has gone from one man shop in a basement to a world class machine shop with over 20 employees.
0: We strive to uphold the highest level of quality while constantly improving our efficiency level in order to offer the most affordable prices to our customers. Visit us online at
1: GirdingENT.com or give us a call at 636-274-9802. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. It's, 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 it's Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Ms. Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with The Misfignage. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle, or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps, and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news you can also find us on heroes media group and about face radio now let's get to the show all right all right all right welcome back to this thursday night live coming from the borderlands in el paso texas the misfit nation is here Uh, traveling the world and meeting new people, and tonight we have a great guest. She is the CEO of Transform Your Performance. She drives bold, value-driven, and heart-centered leadership of self and others. Her eclectic experience on five continents started in Germany and includes leadership positions at the Boston Consulting Group, as well as ownership of businesses in Argentina, Brazil, and the U.S., This experience shaped her into a multicultural, transformational leadership coach, international inspirational speaker, and author of Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine. So without further ado, let's welcome Regina Huber to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Regina. Hi,
0: Rich. Hi, uh, hi everybody watching. I am so delighted to be on with you here tonight. And uh, yes, let's get this going. (laughs)
1: awesome and uh, like i told you in the pre-show this is a happy accident yeah you didn't you didn't call me on it and i didn't realize it till earlier that i i really did not uh, pick the right person this morning but i'm glad i did because i got someone that was motivated and and really broad broadcast this across many streams today so thank you and uh thanks to the the audience will be happy that you're here as well
0: Yes, yeah, sometimes we want to be flexible because <laughs> everything happens for a reason, I always say
1: it, exactly, it does, exactly. So, Regina, I just gave a little blurb about you there, about uh, your travels, your journey in life. If you could, could tell us a little bit more from as far back as you want to go to how we got here, let the Misfit Nation learn more about you.
0: Yes, of course. Um, I grew up on a farm in a small village in Germany, uh, not too far from the Austrian border. And uh, ever since... I left my home at 19 and I moved to Munich. I have actually, most of the time, I've lived in big cities after. And, uh, you know, I've, I've lived and worked on several continents, as you already said, Rich, like Spain. I've done a lot of work in Portugal. I've lived in Argentina, Brazil twice, here in the U.S., in California, New York City, and uh, and also here in Florida, where I'm right now. And I have had the... the the delightful pleasure to spend eight or nine months now in in several African countries as well. As you said, I worked for a global consulting firm for about 16 years in several different locations, including, and I, I also had several roles, including leadership roles. And I founded and managed my own businesses in Argentina, Brazil, and now in the US. In a nutshell, I think we can say I have had a very adventurous life, which at times has been a bit nomadic as well. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun to travel, to meet new people, new cultures, to open my horizon and my mind with it, actually.
1: Yeah, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's always great to travel and meet new people and, and see how other people live and, and uh, test their, taste their cultural, Especially the food side, I love tasting foods around the world and seeing how they do things. Maybe it's something that'll help you in your life where you, when you go home and say, Hey, uh, they did it this way. I'm going to try that for my family at my house and maybe spread it out to my community. And I think that's awesome.
0: Exactly. And I also believe that I shouldn't even only say I believe, I know that we learn a lot through uh, studying different languages. We learn to think differently. And this has helped me tremendously in understanding other people's ways of thinking in uh, putting myself in their skin, so to speak, which is really, really important in coaching.
1: It definitely is. And uh, as a coach, you have to have that, uh, I guess, emphatic ear to mm-hmm. hear what they're saying and then let it register within and then kind of regurgitate what they said and come up with a solution or maybe both of you come up with a solution to transform them and their performance to a better way
0: absolutely what i have found is that i have always organically and naturally um, attracted a lot of very different clients uh, this has been a fun experience for me as well and you know we coach others but of course at the same time we learn so much through those interactions with others and uh, the, the the clients that allow me to go very deep with the coaching experience teach me a lot at the same time but they also get the most out of it
1: definitely that's a great thing a great way to put it there and the way you are able to attract them is probably because of your smile and your openness when they they come up so i think that helps out a lot
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have had a, a, you know, a reputation also a little bit uh, wherever I've traveled to to uh, be participating in in people's lives. It's something that I really love doing. I don't. I'm not a good organized tr- a trip traveler. You know, I, I usually travel by myself. I travel to countries. Stay at maybe a an Airbnb. And I love to connect with people. And When I was, for example, teaching a four or five-day workshop back then in Rwanda to a young group of uh, environmentally spirited people, that's when they they were really surprised when I just went to lunch with them at the, at the Mensa of at, at their university. And they said nobody had ever done that with them. And they were just surprised. And to me, it was very natural. So that was... <laughs> It's always nice to hear, though, you know, because sometimes we don't value our own capabilities and our own talents and our own strengths enough. Uh, it's not so much about, oh, we have to be validated by others, but it's just nice when others recognize uh, some things that 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 we should be valuing in ourselves. as well.
1: Definitely. And, and you may not think it was a big deal for you to go eat with them. And like they said, no one has ever done that before. But that's something you thought was just the right thing to do, right? And, and they that made their day, probably made their whole their whole journey through school as well.
0: Yeah, and we went out dancing. We had fun. <laughs> I love African dancing and music. All you know, I've also taken classes. I do a lot of ndombolo dancing, which comes from Congo. And uh, at the time, it was more Afrobeat when we went out <laughs> dancing. So we always try to have fun. I always try to have fun wherever I go, and. Soak up as much of the culture I can. I might not eat all the foods. I have to say that, right? <laughs> But I, I have tried some exotic stuff like crocodile and whatnot. I, I wasn't crazy about crocodile. I have to say this. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it tastes like chicken. That's what they say whenever, whenever it's something strange. Oh, it just tastes like chicken. So yeah, exactly.
0: That's what they say. Right? That's what they
1: say. Then but in it's your just mind, that our taste
0: buds are probably not used to it,
1: right? And in your mind, you're just seeing that crocodile in the water, and you're like, I don't want to eat that guy. <laughs>
0: exactly You're and right. then you know what i mean maybe it ate a chicken before that's why it tastes that's
1: why it tastes like <laughs> chicken yes.
0: talking about crocodiles i actually went to the everglades yesterday for the very first time and oh, wow. I, I saw lots of alligators there so.
1: <laughs> yeah so you got to see them up and close and personal before they wind up in the, on a menu i guess exactly
0: <laughs> exactly
1: so you, you've been successful, you know, you're starting businesses around the world throughout your travels, uh, Argentina, Brazil, and now in, in the United States. What was your focus for your current business and your
0: motivation to start it? Yeah, so I have a lot of reasons. It, <laughs> okay. It's even a little hard to know where to start, right? But, but somehow all of these reasons are related to my very eclectic and adventurous um, experience. I When I moved to New York City about, um, I think it was in, at the end of 2011 when I moved there. And then in 2012, I started to seriously think about, okay, what's next? And I decided to figure out how all of this very eclectic experience could fit together into a meaningful service and, and an offering that could make a difference for others. And that could at the same time also be fun for me as well. Right? And this was how Transform Your Performance was born. And this is a coaching training and speaking business where I help my clients reach their next career goal and upgrade their leadership skills so they can better lead self and others. And uh, I also always uh, encourage my clients and help them to live a fulfilled life and experience more inner peace at the same time. So we work on reducing stress, while we also build all the all the positive uh, elements of it of course this wasn't immediately as it started you know we all go through a process and we we i think a lot of us our, our, as coaches we go through a clarity finding process of who is actually our best or ideal client. I started out working with performing artists and with quite a few entrepreneurs. And nowadays, the, the people I work most with are actually leaders in, um, in corporate and uh, in, in uh, consulting firms as well, you know, professional services. Most of them have been in financial services just because I spent most of my time in this business in New York City.
1: Nice. And uh, living in New York City, you had to you had to be uh, have a tough mindset and uh, have some resilience to live up there, especially two thousand eleven ish, and uh, when things were still wide open in New York City at that time. So, and crowded and a little crazy in New York City. So, how did you adapt to New York City after going around the world and then landing there?
0: Yeah, so just before New York City, I'd actually lived in Rio de Janeiro and before that in Buenos Aires. So these are really big cities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had also spent probably nine months total in Sao Paulo before, you know, it's it, and, and I'd traveled for work to Mexico City and, and other similar places. So I was quite familiar with the big city life. Each of these cities has different challenges. Each of them has different beauties. <laughs> so it's it's always the, the two sides of the coin. You know, wherever you live or travel, you always see some things that you like and other things that you don't like that much. And, uh, of course, it wasn't much different in my case. So, for example, um, when, when I moved to New York City, I... I knew that this was one city that I always wanted to explore. Although uh, I also have to say at the same time, while I lived in Rio de Janeiro, I never actually had planned to move anywhere else. I thought this would be maybe my final station, right? <laughs> but of course, I, you know, I should have known better <laughs> because I said the same when I lived in Buenos Aires. <laughs> Uh, it happened a few times already and uh, I I had visited New York uh, a few times before even while I lived in San Francisco but also while I was in Rio de Janeiro still and I just thought it it was uh, a city that somehow somehow attracted me I was almost gonna say energetically attracted me you know because it's hard to explain sometimes and I had a lot of curiosity for it. It certainly is a very interesting city in terms of the cultural offerings it, it has. I I love African culture right now. I have experienced a lot of uh, Latin American culture, and um, and you know in New York also Caribbean quite a bit. So it was very exciting to me to explore this new city. Also at the same time though, it was a challenge because I had just come back from speaking Portuguese and Spanish for seven years. Now I had no network in New York city. I had to build a new network and uh, basically starting over from scratch was not the easiest thing to do. I had also, and this is important to to, uh, say, I had just gone through an extremely painful experience with a business partner in Rio de Janeiro, which cost me my business. It cost me a lot of money. It cost me a lot of time. It gave me a lot of lessons, (laughs) but it also crushed my self-esteem and my confidence at the time. Meaning it wasn't the easiest thing for me to just go out and build a new network in a new location, you know, but I did it, and I came up with some tools that I later put into my book, Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine, that helped me at the time. And one of the reasons I could do that was also because I had studied holistic healing modalities, which gave me the knowledge and gave me the, the some techniques that I used for those for those situations, to get mentally, physically, and, and energetically prepared for networking, for speaking, I started speaking uh, even at my own events. I, I just organized my own events, so I got, uh, so I could get some practice and meet people through those events. Even it was challenging for sure, but it was also a very growth-rich time, and I believe that. You know, whenever we take our challenges as opportunities to grow, that's when, um, we get something out of them. And when there's really no waste of time in the end.
1: Wow. I mean, that's an awesome, uh, awesome journey and how you uh, go through things, how you've gone through all this travel and you, you've picked all the biggest cities. It seems like <laughs> to, to kind of blend into and, and find your way there. Uh, Sao Paulo, uh, Buenos Aires, San Francisco, New York. You don't sound, you don't seem to pick the smaller places. So it it seems like you thrive with the the hustle and bustle, too. And that kind of helps you, I think, as well. And uh, having that mindset to always push yourself forward helps a lot. But you have to have something other than mindset to actually be successful. And how do people become more successful? Not alone. What with mindset alone? What else do they need?
0: Well, you know, you mentioned grit and resilience before, right? It's, it's really important to remember that we can always get up again when we fall. As, uh, I think it, as business owners, that is something that we learn anyway, <laughs> but I think it applies to anybody, right? And, uh, and I learned a lot of resilience uh, through dealing with corrupt authorities, for example, Like in in Buenos Aires, I owned a bed and breakfast and I had an investor's visa. And uh, I with that investor's visa, I was supposed to open my business within a year. I found a house. I had it built out. I opened my business within a year. I requested a license right at the beginning, but I never got the license within the year and this is how it actually works for everybody i found out later at least at the time it was like this so what happened is that inspectors came knocking on my door and they wanted their palms oiled Uh, (laughs) so they hoped to get a bribe but i refused to pay them off And I I really stayed true to myself there. And eventually, I had even to defend myself against a fine because they got too frustrated with me and they fined me. Uh, And instead of paying that fine, I took this case to court. And believe it or not, I won a court case against the city of Buenos Aires. Wow. Now get my expenses back, but at least I didn't pay the fine. And most importantly, I stood up against corruption and I stayed in integrity with my values. And I think this is something, you know, that has come with me to this day. I have had similar experiences elsewhere, like living in Rio de Janeiro. Also, um, it also, you know, presented me with some major surprises. (laughs) (laughs) Some were awesome, but not all were good, right? So you could say I explored this uh, beautiful city's good and bad sides. Quite a bit. Um, and, it, you know, I had this experience with this business partner, as I said, but also after that, I wanted to uh, keep my residency permit. I wanted to renew it. I had submitted all the paperwork, which was as a stack as thick as one of those old you know yellow phone books yes. <laughs> remember those <laughs> yes <laughs> gradually they lost all my documentation and i was uh, even already in new york city because i said okay maybe i can make it work that i split my time between the two locations which would have been my biggest dream but then you know again because i didn't pass money under the table they eventually lost my entire documentation one piece after the other and i just refuse to give in to this you know to this corruption it's just not who i am and i prefer to stay in integrity with myself and others right but but of course also i want to make it very clear okay as we all know and i know you know this rich corruption isn't limited to specific case right. countries, right? In fact, we have some of the worst corruption here in our, you know, in our West so-called Western countries and in, in Europe and the US. And it's just like maybe until recently many of us weren't exposed to it so much on a daily basis. We didn't have to deal with it all the time. Or at least we weren't aware of it. <laughs> right. And now maybe more people have become aware. But yeah. But I've always been a fighter, I think. And I don't always want to be a fighter, frankly. <laughs> but when I'm in a situation like the ones I just described to you, um, I will fight. And That's sometimes cool. I win, and sometimes I only win the lesson. Because, you know, I've taken a lot of risks. And when you take risks, sometimes they work out as we hope they will. <laughs> and sometimes they don't.
1: Exactly. And the. I think uh, the way you handle that shows the person you are. You're not going to give in to something that you know is wrong and make you look like someone that's just going to bow down to that. And it also it not only tarnishes you, it tarnishes your business and your reputation. So then you have to start over somewhere from scratch. Right. But you're able to do that and and keep your like you said your integrity the whole time. And that's that's the best thing. And the thing on the corruption, I think once the explosion of social media happened. More people were able to see the corruption that exists, like you said, in Western countries, as opposed to what we believe are developing countries or things like that, where you expect it. But it, it's here, too. It's been here. It's here to stay. It's been here since the beginning of the countries. And there's always someone with their hand out for a favor to get them to do something for you. And you just got to, you know, like you said, your eyes are open to it and you see it. And everyone now, I think everyone has a, a better eye for it.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It's everywhere. We know it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we know, you we know hide. we don't go down that rabbit hole maybe but <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes.
1: So tell us a little bit about your book, uh Speak up, stand uh, stand out and shine.
0: Yes, you can find it on Amazon as Kindle or print and uh, as I said earlier it is uh, filled with the tools and techniques and tips that I had to use myself and I still use, and um, my clients use, you know, uh, when we, when or before we go into challenging situations. They are preparation tools. If you have, for example, a difficult negotiation coming up or a job interview, or a speaking engagement like a podcast (laughs) could be online or offline doesn't matter right or maybe you want to negotiate a higher salary (laughs) and these are not easy situations for a lot of people and we sometimes need some tools just to make us feel better and some of these tools are also really really cool to enhance your presence at the same time and to get heard and seen more easily in meetings. It's for all these situations. It's a how to book. It's helped others and me. So that's, that's outstanding.
1: About. So, everyone get on uh, Amazon uh, and uh, you can get on Kindle so you can read it on the plane without hurting the person the next to you's ears. You can read it on your, on your, uh, any electronic device now with Kindle and uh, enjoy the book and help yourself and maybe help others as you go forward. It's a uh, speak up, stand out and shine. Uh, Regina, you said earlier when you were in Africa, you loved African dance. Is dancing one of your favorite passions?
0: It is. It is. I love dancing. And I didn't grow up with dance because, you know, I grew up in a tiny little village. There was no African dancing. There was no Latino (laughs) Latino dancing either, which is what it all started with for me. Right. And it's it's really, really important to me. It all started more like with partner dancing but now uh, I've I've experimented with a lot of different styles a lot of different cultural influences for example when I lived in Spain I did a little bit of flamenco a little bit of the sevillanas everybody dances there so that I could also dance this at the parties (laughs) and and Also in Spain, I actually started Argentine tango dancing. Then, of course, did much more of that in Argentina. I even also translated about 10 books on Argentine tango. Later, I developed a real love for Uh, Gafiera dancing and some other Brazilian dances as well. Of course, in between, there was also always the salsa thing going on in Madrid. I did a lot of salsa dancing (laughs) and all the Latin dances that are related in a way, the bachata and whatnot. Now, what I most enjoy... At this time, is uh, Haitian compa at times, and and the African dances. I don't know all the African dances. There are far too many. There are <laughs> many, many, uh, many more than countries in Africa, of course. But I have uh, have done some classes in in West African dances, different styles and types. Nombolo has sort of become my my biggest love. In terms of partner dancing, I love Angolan samba dancing and kizamba, so which is probably what more people know.
1: Wow! <laughs> so, your dancing is even as probably more diverse than your travel, so it's amazing. How does this influence your work?
0: Well. I have learned so much through dance. It's, <laughs> it's really, really true. I even wrote a few articles and blogs about this because dance has ta- taught me so many business and leadership lessons, really. Now, there's, there's too much to, to, to mention everything here.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but
0: what really has changed through dance is my posture, for example, and with it also my presence. Right. So dance has also given me a bigger understanding of how energy works. Nonverbal communication, you know, all these amazing things that we need in business all day long. And we don't really always pay attention to. Right. We think words that are our most important communication tool. Yes, words are very important. Words are spells, I like to say. <laughs> However, they're not the only thing. Right so it's it's really, really important to um, to understand that sometimes a passion we have can impact our work positively if we really dissect that passion and see, okay, how can that play into the work we do, right? Because, for example, as I said, you know dance has taught me all these lessons about leadership, about teamwork. sometimes. In a dance crew, the dancers need to really know that they can rely on each other as if their life depended on it, because it sometimes really does. Teams work similarly, right? We have to be able to depend on each other, to not depend maybe, but to really rely on each other and to to work together to use our space, like on a dance stage. We wanna communicate with the other people on a dance floor. We wanna be able to to find our way. Yes, dance has also taught me confidence because I wanted to dance with the best dancers and that sometimes required that I had to walk straight across the dance floor and ask them and sometimes that implied getting a no. (laughs) (laughs) So you walk all across the dance floor, you ask somebody to dance It no, everybody sees you, <laughs> you got to be able to deal with that. Right. So it's, it's really endless. All the lessons that dance has taught me, but in general, I think passion is so important in our work, but whatever it is for everybody, maybe it's not dance, maybe it's something else. And, uh, especially, for those of us who are bold and courageous and who take risks because it's not always easy to make it through the lows and it's challenging to stand up for what's right as a value-driven leader and that requires passion right without passion it's really hard to make it through the lows and without passion it's hard to stand for and fight for our values For example, as I did in the past, but there are many people who fight for their values in different ways. And we oftentimes, we need to stand strong against corruption in all its forms or against any maybe other daunting challenges. Uh, um, You know, we have to, to, to still be able to deal with those daunting challenges, even when the going gets tough. And we need that passion to get up again when we fall or when somebody, tears us down, right? I, I believe also passion gives us perseverance to a certain extent.
1: I think it does too. And uh, you, I think you're also, you just hit a home run there with the, every time we fall, we have to, you judge by how many times you get up, not how many times you fall. Yeah. So no matter how many times you walked across that dance floor and and maybe they said no to you, one of those times someone said yes. And you kept doing, you kept going over there and saying, hey, give me a chance, dance with me, do this with me so exactly. I can feel what it is to dance with the person who we perceive as the best but i know i'm the best <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> you don't see it yet there it's there, <laughs> it's, there. <laughs> it's somewhere inside right <laughs> but so also i believe you know it's it's important for everyday work right if no passion goes into the work we do then then it's it shows Because a lack of passion translates into the energy of our results into the energy of the work we put out and it often, you know, when there's a lack of passion that leads to mediocre results.
1: Right, and you're become the person that is just doing it to do it not to help others or like in your case be a coach get out in front of people speak and spread that word of passion and and to make them transform themselves and be, mm-hmm. have their performance rise, instead of just be that that moderate thing or below average, just getting by. And a lot of people get stuck in that rut and absolutely. don't want to get out of it. And that it, it's a shame, but we can push them to greatness. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I believe it's really, really key for you know for our enthusiasm.
1: Definitely. So Regina, if you can give tips to someone that might be starting a business or is already in a business and they're at that point in their business where they don't know which way to go and if they should keep moving forward, what tips would you give them to pump themselves back up and go forward?
0: Well, sometimes it is time to say goodbye to something. I want to say that too, as was the case uh, with my business in in Brazil. I try to keep it going, but without that particular business partner's name it was just too challenging over time because you know I really at least one the bigger part of the business depended on that name in a way now it was a tough decision to make sometimes we do need to make this decision however at the same time you don't want to give up too soon just because an obstacle shows up because you might just you know have to make it through a plateau until you hit your next peak and some people are actually designed to work like this and to get results in this way i just recently added on human design as one of my uh, you know coaching methodologies so to speak and it it is really about who we are designed to be in human design some of us learn differently we move forward differently, we advance differently than others. And for some of us, the the um, the plateau peak learning is actually a our best way to, to move. So if you hit such a plateau don't think that everything is over. It's not over. It's only over when you decide it's over. Also What I have found really uplifting and positive is, apart from listening to podcasts (laughs) and inspiring Mm -hmm. ones like yours, is to have a mastermind. I just had a mastermind uh, meeting with mine earlier today, and it always helps me to connect with like-minded people who might do completely different things, who might have completely different businesses, but they're like-minded in a sense that they want to make their businesses work and they want to support other business owners uh, in their quest as well and their path as well. So it has to be the right fit. I actually like smaller masterminds better personally than bigger ones, but um, you know, it's so uplifting sometimes to get that extra support, to have somebody by your side and uh, who has An external perspective, which is also, I think, by the way, the value of a coach, that external point of view. And uh, you might have a mentor at your company or the organization you work for, but it's not really the same because sometimes it's of great value to get a completely different perspective from somebody who doesn't actually know exactly what your situation looks like
1: exactly it's always good to have a like you said the outside set of eyes someone looking mm-hmm. in because if you're inside you're you're not going to see everything all the, or you're not going to want to see everything all the time you're going to see yeah. all the things you want to see and you won't be yeah. able to fix things if you don't see it
0: I love that I just actually posted something earlier this week on LinkedIn uh, it was a small post with with an image that said sometimes you have to step outside the picture to see the, the uh to, outside of the picture frame to see the the bigger picture or something like that. I can't remember exactly the word (laughs) I use because I use different wording all the time. (laughs)
1: I'll have to look it up. (laughs) Regina, this has been great chatting with you. How does someone get in contact with you to maybe hire you or just pick your brain like I have for the last half hour or so here?
0: Yeah, thank you for offering this opportunity for people to connect with me. So, first of all, before we go, I think I want to share one last thought, too, because we we all get these amazing growth opportunity gifts that I, as I call them sometimes, <laughs> from the universe, from, you know, God or source or spirit, whatever your word is, right? And as long as we see these so-called adversity um, situations as an opportunity, it's always going to play out in our favor. Either because we get the result we want or because we get the lesson we need. And I think that's something to remember. It's just up to us. It's up to us to, to really use those, those um, opportunities in in a way that it serves us, right? So I wanted to just share this final thought because a lot of our conversation has been around this, um, awesome. this. theme. People can find me on my website, of course, transformyourperformance.com. I also have a LinkedIn newsletter. It is on my LinkedIn profile, Regina Huber. I have a YouTube channel at Regina Huber. And for all listeners who are committed to growing in their leadership and who want to up-level their leadership of self and others, I'm currently offering a complimentary leader up-level session. So if you want that, you can book it at transformyourperformance.com forward slash leader up level it's just important that you don't put in the www because for some of us technology (laughs) is (laughs) challenging and i haven't figured it out for this particular link yet (laughs) i will but you know
1: (laughs) i think you're doing great
0: (laughs) okay well thank you so much for having me on today
1: and like i said earlier thank you for uh still coming on even though i i Kind of fumbled the ball a little bit. I got up, I made my mistake, but I stepped up and I owned it. And uh, I appreciate you uh, staying with me and doing this. I, I know the audience enjoyed it. Uh, thanks again. I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Thank you. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay humble,